0: It's time to analyse all the geeky things that I can find, even though we're over 30. Let's look at some stuff, and then talk
1: 30. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy To Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. And it's been a little while since me and you have had a little talk. Even though we said we were nah. doing weekly, well,
2: we were doing very well. Yeah, um, and then it all just went.
1: I feel right.
2: He... I think it's been weird because, like, it's been like one of those where, like, every now and then there's been like a night we've gone, "All oh, right, okay, should we do it this night?" And then some, some one, one of us has sort of then gone, "Oh shit, actually can't do that night," and it's just rolled <laughs> over. So I think it's been about. Maybe
1: like two or three weeks. It's been three weeks, I think, since the last one. But it's like, yeah. like I said, I feel I feel East East was one week, and then last week ah, there was some, there was just something really did come up. Although it's amazing how busy people are during this quarantine, because like I, we um, Marl and the band wanted to organise um, a, a video call uh, to just go over something like a Blink One uh, Eight Two. Tally, which if, if you if you're into Blink One Eight Two, you'll know what I'm on about. Um uh, Well I I saw that you called yourselves the Blink One Eight Two cancel
2: and nominated Bl Blink One Eighty Two song that wouldn't even come near my top twenty. I will point out the best song. I was like, What?
1: How is it beating
2: Dumpweed in the final? That, that, mate, that
1: was mate, it. Was, it was... And then when I
2: started trickling down, and half of my favourite songs didn't get out the second round, I was like, "You fucking talent!"
1: Mate, that's <laughs> that's the the problem when you've got. It was you've got two people like, yeah, Bibi and Pete, who are for them, Blink One Eight Two is a self-titled onwards. That's like, the... yeah,
2: I I caught I sort of thought that might be the case that it was like. Was that, like, their first introduction to
1: Blink-182? Yeah. Like, because they're a lot younger than us. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that was theirs. <laughs> and then Paul, Paul was like me. He was like Dude Ranch onwards. So I was like, right, yeah. Sam, I've got... So then you had Paul's brother, Marl, who was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket onwards. And he was very much set in his ways of... He was, he was definitely trying to get at least... A what take off your pants and jacket track to win? So, would purposely vote down on anything that wasn't take off your pants and jacket, but it ended up biting him in the ass because it just meant that all of the, um, all the blink 182 self-titled stuff I got through. Sense. But anyway, we're digressing heavily here. Um, we why, have. Why, did I, why did I bring that up? Um, it, oh, that oh, as, that, as, yeah, as so we, why we've not done one. well, no, it was like when we I was talking to them. Like going trying to arrange when to do it. It's amazing how busy everyone is. They were like, "I can't." I'm doing a quiz that night. But... Well, uh, the, the thing,
2: that obviously, like as I say, like we're in lockdown. You feel like you should have more time, but I have less time because I'm actually technically juggling two jobs because I'm doing the nursery's job by looking after my child. Yeah, Bastards. Um And I'm also doing my actual regular job, which at the moment I'm doing more hours for because less people doing it so they need the people who can do it to do more hours so it's crazy i'm getting more money and i'm spending less but (laughs) so happy days but yeah i actually it's been really odd like my actual watching in the first little bit like i was watching loads and obviously we had loads to talk about like each week and i've really struggled the last three weeks to, to watch much at all
1: I've like, got I've got tons to talk to you about because I was well, I was I have was... got I've got some stuff, but yeah, definitely not as much as I usually
2: was. But I think that's mainly because I'm I'm sort of babied out in the day. So pretty much the only thing I watch during the day is a bit of wrestling here and there when she's taking a nap. Mm. Um So and I've, I've I've slowed right down on that. To be fair, like if you remember, three weeks ago I was burning is nearly every week. Yeah, you were. At one point. Um, I got to 96, if you remember rightly. Yeah. Nowhere I'm up to. 96? Yeah, for like, February. <laughs> <laughs> I've not
1: even done two months. Oh, mate. Oh, I mean, I've I've just gone through, it was really quite upset. I was actually genuinely upset, even though, one, I knew it was going to happen. Two, it <laughs> happened 25 years ago. and <laughs> Uh, and three, it's, yeah, I just shouldn't have any attachments, but it just, it depends, the announcement that um, Vince just looks at the camera in, in like late 95, uh, I mean, and just go, uh, late 94, and goes, um, Macho Man, Randy Savage, we can't get his contract oh, yeah. renewed. And I genuinely gutted, so then Googled it and went, nah, no, it's not now, because the last thing he did was pretty cool, but that's not the, his swan song, and I looked him at. yeah, he leaves now. And he goes yeah, yeah. to WCW in December. So I'm going to start watching WCW. I figure my best way into WCW will be following Macho Man. Because I imagine mm. WCW had to prep for a whole bunch of new people watching because it was Macho Man's debut. So I have a feeling it's going to be a perfect entry point for me.
2: You're probably going to hit... WCW before I hit WCW then because I I pretty much waited it out until Nitro came along in like late
1: '95. Yeah, that and was my plan. It's weird, right? I I think I messaged you about this and
2: basically said, "Oh, I can see why WCW kicked ratings ass in like for, for like two years." Yeah,
1: yeah, you said.
2: Uh... I've hit this point, right? So I think I'm getting sort of just before the NWO hits. Yeah, was in like midnight six. But there is this whole period that I've been watching lately, and it is so dull, it's unbelievable. Really? It's like the same story rehashed again and again and again. So, like, I've seen Hulk Hogan fight Arn Anderson about 800 times, I swear, <laughs> it, it's just fucking bizarre. It's like every time you go, right, they've got to a pay-per-view now, so this is going to end. <laughs> it's like the next night on of- Uh, Nitro, it's like, and now Hulk Hogan versus Arn Anderson, and it's like, no,
1: stop stop doing that. That's really interesting that you find that annoying because one one thing I hate about what I'm watching now is feuds ended at the pay per view. Like that was it. It was end.
2: As long as it's organic, but this just feels like we haven't got enough headliners, and we're literally hanging our. And don't get me wrong, Hulk Hogan is the poster boy, of course he is. Yeah. But then it's this whole thing between him and this uh, what are they called now? Like fucking the Legion of Doom, I think, or something, I think it's called. And it's literally just been them and Hogan for like four months.
1: And it's boring me. <laughs> well, I'll be the judge of, I'll be the judge of that. I'll have a wee look on it myself. But, See, I think the most annoying thing about it though
2: as well is I actually think at this stage of his career, Hulk Hogan isn't that interesting to watch.
1: He gets more and, interesting when he becomes a. that's why they made him a baddie. Became really well, exactly interesting he, when he made the him a baddie. It's
2: just like the whole like rehashed like, hey brother, I'm gonna kick your ass, brother. And it's like, yeah, great.
1: Fantastic. He comes off like, he comes he off keeps... too much like old generation.
2: Yeah, I just got to a pay per view where he got
1: booed off. Really? and oh
2: my god, it is the worst, like, headline show ever, it's like, it's, I think it was called, like, the Doomsday Cage or something, right, it was fucking garbage, like, you couldn't see shit, because they built three cages on top of each other, and then the whole purpose was, it was supposed to be like, there was eight people in the cages at one time, and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man were supposed to, like, descend through the cages and take on people at a time. It sounds actually quite interesting when you talk, like, when you, like, describe it. But the problem was, was they had no cameras inside the cage. So you were watching the whole thing through the cage. And it was dark. You couldn't hardly see anything. And then, I don't even, even now, I'm thinking of it going, what did they do with that match? Because, like, yeah, okay. It started off where they, they were like coming through the cage, but then suddenly they were in the ring at one point, and then went back in the cage. I, <laughs> was like, I'll what? have
1: to. Oh, well, you give me stuff Big to ball. look forward to now. I mean, all I have thought is I'm on Survivor Series '94, and yeah. it's kind of like it's it's really sloppy. Like the I yeah, just feel like I can see mistakes happening whilst the wrestling, but rewind to WrestleMania of that year. Um Eve even said like she watches it because it's a bit trashy with me. But yeah. she actually said she thoroughly enjoyed WrestleMania. She was like the matches were actually really interesting and exciting and everything. Yeah. And so I I'm amazed that we're just what it's has it's seven months difference and same wrestlers, but it's just a bit of a shit show at the moment. But I
2: I, I get the feeling like there there was a definitely a period where sort of WCW sort of ascended and WWE took a, a nose down but like I feel like they're both sort of like hovering around each other at this the, the, the point I'm at I remember saying to you if you remember I said to you about the amount of jobbers you're just getting to that bit for WWE and yeah you have to sort of grind your way through it a little bit because it does get a little bit tedious I thought
1: I'll see. Uh,
2: and like, when Nitro started, I felt like, oh, WCW sort of got it banned on here. But they've, like, as I, I say, I'm like, oh, it's, it's just weird. It's just seeing, like, the same story over and over again and how much the making of it. But oddly enough, the WWE, even though they didn't win in the ratings for, like, two years at this point, they're just getting good again, where I'm up to. Because Stone Cold's just come in it. Oh. Bankine's just
0: come in oh. it. Oh. Triple H is now starting to get better. <laughs>
2: so it start, you can see where the curve starts going, but obviously they get dipped, the WWE, so I'm pretty sure this is the year when the NWO shows up and just takes the limelight completely the off them again. To, to WCW, yeah. Um, so, anyway, t-
1: that's wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's your wrestling update. Oh, yeah! Um, oh yeah, brother. Um one one thing that has been tedious for me was I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go into some of these Disney shows. Like only oh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh I, I cannot stand them. Um you recommended prop culture to me. I liked that. Do so you not like it? Oh my god, I hated it. Why?
2: Um
1: well I was well for starters, I decided to go linear. So I start with episode one. Which was Mary Poppins, a film I don't that I could not give two shits oh, about. No. I hate Mary Poppins. I've never got. I've never really connected with it. And then to just go, oh, here's all the props. I actually thought I would find interesting because I'm. I like films. I like documentaries. I like behind the scenes, even if it's about stuff I'm not interested in. This just didn't capture me. I felt like the presenter was like, if Michael Moore had had a lobotomy, he was just so. <laughs> Nah, the way he looked and the way he acted and then I went okay you know what Gaz recommended the Pirates one so I went and watched that one and I just felt like I, I think it's a good idea as a show but in practice it doesn't make sense it goes so here's Captain Jack Sparrow's hat and they go oh right well tell us something about it well, he he used to drop it in the water so many times we made it out of a, a waxy plastic so that isn't real ever oh and what so fucking what I've,
2: well I I thought Sort of interesting for some bits, like the "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" one was quite interesting because it sort of shows how a lot of the times, like they would just use like these smaller props to like make it, and obviously, like I, I found it quite interesting. I yeah, did
1: wait, did you find it quite interesting? Did you think they actually shrunk the kids and filmed no, it like that? Of course not. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was like puppetry and magic.
1: Oh no! I just I think another thing that really kicked me in the nuts was. It said that so Cap, uh, Jack's boat was Jack's boat was uh, a prop, like a, a live action prop, and yeah. they and they would go where and it was what's the what's in the, the fast ship the one they steal
2: the like Lancaster or whatever it's called yeah whatever it, whatever it's it is
1: isn't it it's I can't not remember. it's not Lancaster but it's called the something yeah Washington yeah. no it's like the Excelsior or something like that ah, it, right, okay. um, well done. <laughs> but he it showed them like, this is the ship that is in the films. And I'm looking at it going, that was put in Liverpool on the docks. Like it It went to Liverpool, docked up. And I queued for 45 minutes to go on that because in Liverpool, they advertise it as the boat they filmed Pirates of the Caribbean on as the Black Pearl. And then I'm finding out through this Disney thing, oh, no, it was used as the other boat, and purely that, was in the, the Black Pearl was all smoke and mirrors. It was all... So, if anything, <laughs> it fucking killed that, my idea that, oh, I've been on the Black Pearl. No, I haven't. <laughs> well,
2: you were done. You, you were basically done by a marketing ploy.
1: I was done by, yeah, I think a lot of people, like I said, we queued for 45 minutes. I remember being on it going... I think I went to, like, to the, the, the stern or whatever, and I just went, so they, this is where like Jack stood and, and turned the wheel? And they went, yep. I was like, it's oh, right. i getting paid minimum wage to show your arms on course, of yeah, 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 of course Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. absolute bollocks. And then the Imaginarium. Oh, my God. Oh, talk about blowing smoke up your own ass. Who, which one's this, sorry? The Imaginarium. The, the Imagineering story? Yeah.
2: Oh, that was great.
1: No. Oh, God. Oh,
2: mate. I, do you even like Disney?
1: Like, I, now, here's the, the thing. Magic. I, I, have, I, I like, am wondering. They,
2: like what, How they made the rides and, like, obviously... I, I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I think, yeah, shoot your own horn, Disney. Your
1: fucking boss. I, the one thing I hated... Uh, was, this is when I had, like, an alarm bell went off on my head. it's when I it was talking about Disney... And it said, it just quickly summed it up. It went Disney, tired of the, uh, the unions and the workers' unions and being on strike, etc., decided to d- do live action films and to go into this. I went, whoa, whoa. And went, don't just dismiss that off as he, he didn't get on with unions or whatever. Disney was the only animator who didn't recognize. Uh, the only animation studio who didn't recognise the Screenwriters Guild, he would pay, his best best people got paid £300 or whatever it was, a week. But the cell painters, who are the most important, because they're doing the colouring, were paid £12 a week. Um, And then he would... But with the promise that when they make a big film, he'll give them bonuses and pay them more. They made Snow White. It was huge. So what did what did he do? He fired them all. He, f- he fired them all. So he didn't have to do what he said. And then hired more cell. And he just kept doing that. It was a little thing he did. Because of this, that's when this the Screenwriters Guild was formed. He didn't um, he didn't recognise them to the point where his lead animator was called Art Babbitt. Um, and. They got on for years, and then he wanted the Screenwriters Guild to be, you know, recognised by Disney. Who wouldn't? So Disney once punched him in the face for trying to get, as he um for suggesting it. Um, and then in Dumbo, all the clowns in Dumbo, if you look at them, they're caricatures of all the animators at the time. Because he just didn't, he just didn't believe that they they deserved rights. He he just believed like you you just, you're nothing. I can pay you whatever the fuck I want because I'm Walt Disney. And it just screw, it went over that so quickly with disagreeing with the workers' rights. I was like, whoa, hold on. I, it,
2: like, I don't know what you're expecting in a
1: Disney promoted film. But then like it made me question everything. It made just me question. the magic? Yeah, it made me question everything I was then seeing. I didn't believe half of it. You've, you've
2: gone way too deep on it. On uh, a little documentary that's just meant to make you feel fuzzy inside.
1: Made to make make me feel fuzzy inside. He once referred to Disney once referred to dwarves as the N word pile in a film. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: no, I'm not. Look, I'm not sticking up for Walt Disney. I know he's probably a bit of a prat, but like, fucking, that doesn't mean that that show just, like, suddenly is like, not worth anything. Like, the the show isn't just Walt Disney. Yeah, okay, it starts with a lot of, like, Walt Disney and how he opened the first park and stuff, but then it evolves into, like, what... It's, like, most of the episodes are,
1: like, after Walt Disney's died. I mean, that's the thing. I couldn't even get through the first episode. I think they are about an hour long, and I got about 40 minutes through, and I just went, I can't stand how much it's, like... It reminded me of... I felt like Lisa Simpson when it's in The Simpsons and she discovers, like, that the sky who founded Springfield was an arsehole. Well, you shouldn't
2: be paying Disney any money for Disney Plus then, should you? If you're going to get arsy about the fact that everything Disney-related ties back to Walt Disney being a dickhead.
1: Hey, you don't know if I am paying Disney money. Let's just leave it at that. Well, no, saying... if, you're, if you're doing
2: the dirty on Disney, then you're as bad as Walt. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, I just, I I might go further into the Imaginarium to after he's dead, but the pre-stuff was just, yeah, I just didn't get it. I mean, I'm liking Disney Plus for other things, like Clone Wars and stuff. I've been really getting into Clone Wars.
2: Yeah, I I tried to start it, but then I just uh... I watched, like, two episodes and then I've gone back to it since, but I know I need to persevere because a lot of people have said, like, the first series is sort of, like, a lot more kiddy. It's... And then it gets, like, better or whatever. No, you know.
1: you know what? I disagree. Me and Bibby were talking about this. So the very first episode is really kiddie. the one with Yoda, the one you've watched. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I did the same as you. I watched that and then I watched the second episode and went, huh, and then just didn't touch it again. And then on Star Wars Day, I was like, right, I'm going to watch a bit more of this. And what's different is the third episode carries on from the second episode, so it becomes linear. Then it's not random stories; it's linear. Which I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." And then it it's linear for most of the series until I think the final episode is again. It's like a one shot, and it, it it but it was it got like people died, mate. There's people dying. There's I'll have to. I'll
2: go back definitely. Like it was one of those when I first got Disney Plus. I was like, "Oh, Clone Wars is one of the things I've I've always thought. it's a big, big thing that I'm like missing." And oddly enough, you know, we talked about Star Trek the other day.
1: Yeah,
2: or the other week, or whatever it was. I started Next Generation.
0: Have you?
2: It's It's all on Netflix. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try this Star Trek malarkey because I thought, from how much like people love it, it must be all right. And it sounds like something I would usually like. It's in that sort of sci-fi, nerdy sort of area. So I thought, how how could it be anything but good? And I've watched. Well, I've only watched like two episodes so far, and it is decent. Like,
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean. I've always said Star Trek is going to be my retirement plan. Like, <laughs> yeah. when I'm retired, I'm just going to go watch all the Star Treks. Because I did, I used to watch Next Generation as a kid, like I said. And... I've
2: watched, like, odd episodes, but I don't think I ever watched it religiously enough to watch it, like, week after week. So, I feel like, if I was, like, picking up episodes, would I have ever loved it, really? Do you get what I mean? Mm. You have to watch something through, don't you, to, like, proper get into it. Yeah. I always think. So, I don't know, it's one of them, I'll I'll persevere with it, but that, a lot of the stuff I'm watching, like, sort of in, in, like, the afternoons and stuff is, like, obviously stuff that I won't watch with Vicky, so I don't watch it as much, because, like, whereas, like, you know, there's some stuff, like, if we're watching together, as soon as the baby goes to bed, it's like, oh, right, yeah, well, let's bang that on, and we'll binge that.
1: Have you, have you, um, if you've been on Netflix, have you been watching that Middle Ditch and Schwartz?
2: Uh, I did actually watch the first episode of that when you recommended it, um, and I do actually quite like it. I don't think it's amazing. I think some of it, obviously, that that sort of show, there's going to be loose bits and there's going to be great bits mm. because it, it is unplanned, well, as far as they say it is, and it probably is. Like It's pretty much like, interpretation isn't it of like the story that someone gives them yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. just using and, the, like, the bits the cuff,
2: and pieces so, from so, so some's gonna land some's not and that's sort of how I seen it I, I thought some bits were really really good but then I felt like others it was just like flat and it's like well it's a really good idea like there's not enough stuff like that on
1: yeah and like, that, that...
2: on Netflix or on TV or anything like that like obviously you know the only real comparison to it was like things like Whose Line Is It Anyway, I guess. And like that's just, I mean, that's like a different thing altogether. Whereas like actual, like, what was it? I'm looking for the word here. What, What is it?
1: What, it when called? it's improv?
2: Improv, yeah. Sorry, that's it. So a lot of people who go into SNL start as improv. And improv's huge in America, as far as I can tell. Because they always had like things like like improv groups and stuff and you'd always get like the stories of like where someone started like famous comics started in these improv groups so it's odd there's not more of it
1: i know like that's what made me go towards it i didn't and i that's why i said to you there's a, a good show and i said you're right it's not amazing but i like how original the idea is to me anyway in this modern age i haven't yeah. seen anything like that in a good while and it just, I'm trying. What was that comedian we used to watch? Who was completely improv? Um, the Ross Noble. Ross Noble. Yeah, he was. That was. He used to be our favorite comedian. But it was. It,
2: yeah, like I, I like anyone who can go on stage and not just ha- like. I get that a lot of comedians. Yeah, some most of it is scripted, mm. basically. They have the jokes they want to talk about. And there might be like little nuances here and there where they react to a crowd or something. But a lot of it is the same thing. So if you went to the same guy on the same tour, you're going to watch the same jokes. And I always think that's a bit weird when you think like these are funny people or they should be. But like someone like Ross Noble would go out and you would get a completely different show. Yeah. And now he might have like guidelines of like, oh, if it falls a bit flat at some point, I'm going to go back to that. You know what I mean? He'll have
1: yeah. No, he definitely le-
2: layer of structure around the show. He definitely has. He just goes and waffles.
1: He he definitely like, has for, it.
2: like an hour of it.
1: <laughs> when we used to, because we watched that DVD to death, I cottoned on to the when he stopped talking about stuff that was improv and started telling a joke. Yeah. And so he's definitely got jokes up his sleeve for like to say to talk about um, for when he kind of runs out of steam on something but yeah. it is mad how he just he just picks people perfectly like just he asks them the right question with mm-hmm. Mid- Middleditch and Schwartz they, they definitely spend like the first 10 minutes digging digging and digging and digging to find loads of information out, whereas Ross just seemed to ask one question, and that was it, he was gone, he's off on yeah, one, and then he, he comes back like, to you when he needs it to.
2: It's just another level, I think, because like, he'll just take you know, someone's daft comment, and then suddenly you can just see his head like spin, and like, go, oh, I can go here, and now I can go there, and now I can go here. Well...
1: Hold on, I'm just pouring myself uh, water. Hold on, that's why I've gone
2: far away. Okay.
1: There we go. Um, Have you watched
2: uh, Ricky Gervais' Afterlife?
1: Oh, yeah, you know what? I didn't write that down. Yeah, even I binged it in about, was it like a a day? I think we just did them all. Yeah,
2: they're
1: just 20 minutes long, aren't they?
2: Yeah, it's I, so bingeable, because like, I remember doing it with the first series, oddly enough, like, when that came out, I remember thinking, fucking hell, we'll just watch that in about three hours, or something stupid, and, I, like, this series, I thought, well, well obviously, like, if it's that bite size, you know, if you think about most things now, if you're binging a whole series of it, it's probably going to be a good, like, half a day, whereas this, like, it's really manageable, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's
1: almost like a long film. I didn't, I didn't like it as much as the first one, and I know exactly why I didn't. The first one follows Ricky every day, just doing the same shit, but having different reactions and trying to change his attitude. This ve- veered from that to instead of him going to psychiatrist, you see If you can oh, hear that, that's a kettle. Yeah, but whatever. I Instead of him going to psychiatrist, it was that other fellow going to psychiatrist. I didn't yeah, ca- yeah. didn't care, more. didn't care about him. Didn't, not really bothered. Um, the other thing was the what was with the other different part? Oh, hold on. Eve trying to get me to get her. You happy with that one? Yeah, she's <laughs> fine. Um, what was the other thing I didn't like about it? Oh, I just didn't feel the story was.
2: I, uh, see, Linear? I quite, quite going fine.
1: anywhere? I didn't really get what the.
2: Well, it doesn't really go anywhere, though, does it? I suppose. I suppose it like reaches ahead
1: where you, you know, like you get to a point where he thinks he's going to do himself in again. And oh, you know what? I, 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 n- I know what was a stronger thing for me. Like what I hated more was the um, the 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 guy, the the play director. I didn't like him. <laughs> He wasn't bit
2: annoying. He was, a he was annoying. But I think he was meant to be annoying. Yeah, like, but. I that... Let that off. But I actually really liked it. Like, I actually. I think Ricky Gervais is sort of like. People always go on about his like golden clothes and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's seen as a bit easy to just go on stage and rip fucking asshole off someone rich and famous because it's, it's quite obvious. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: But I think his actual. If you look back at his, like, history of, like, writing series, fucking hell, the guy is fucking so good. Like, and I know he's had merchants helping for some projects and stuff as well. But, like, if you... Like, his body of work is The Office Extras. Uh, that one with Warwick Davis, with I think it's called uh, Life's Too Short.
1: Yeah, Life's Too Short.
2: Um, he's had Derek, and he's had Afterlife. at that is phenomenal because every single one of them is slightly different but every single one of them really is very well respected like yeah, and this, these ones in particular this and Derek it, it absolutely is the, the type of clever comedy that I like it can sometimes be so so like horrid and sad but then right at the end of it being like dead sad it can sort of pick you back up with just a little joke and I love that that's why I like things like Horace and Pete uh, and a lot of Louis C.K. stuff that he's written is, is a bit like that. It's a bit more like depressing, but then it's like uplifting at the same time. I think it's genius to be able to do that.
1: And my, my favourite bit in the whole series, which made me laugh more than I think anything from the last series, was the his brother-in-law trying to get Ricky to chat up some girls with him and Ricky just being like, no. Oh, yeah We're just having a, a pint, and like the bit where he danced, we went, oh, I stop it, oh, and <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yeah. just the whole thing, I just uh, reminds me of like when I've been out with Tom. It just yeah, when Tom's been like, we're <laughs> gonna chat these girls, and like we're not, we are not doing that. Yeah,
2: no, I, I, there's a sense of realism in there that, that's really quite nice, I think. Mm. Uh, I think everyone probably has been in a situation where you think, I could chat that girl up. <laughs> or have been with someone who thought they could chat that girl up and it's just,
1: like, died on its arm. So, yeah, I love that bit, to be the whole In fact, that the whole pub thing, it was, like, growing up in between us, that entire pub. <laughs> yeah. Which, because then you had the lads being like, way, fucking, this is big... Big Dick Colin, or to call me? You know, like Minji in Matthew and stuff like.
2: That. <laughs> yeah. What? Like there was one guy, and oddly enough, who was it the other day? He was going on about. Uh, oh, it was on Tristan uh, mouse's new podcast, which obviously everyone should go and check out called Ask a Yank. Um, and they were going on about someone being a nonce. Oh. And then. Chris had to explain what a nonce was, which I thought was hilarious.
1: He call <laughs> I always assumed that everyone knew what a nonce was. No, didn't he? He said uh, he said he was a nonce and he went Oh he called it a bit noncey and he went, What's a nonce? Yeah. He went he went, It's a fun way of saying paedophile <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you have
2: to have a
1: fun way of saying paedophile, obviously. Yeah. We do, we uh, the British have there's another podcast to listen to where one of the, both Canadians, but one of them lived in Britain for 10 years and he had to explain, like, I think he explained nonce um, as being just like, it's a term they, that they use for pedophile, but they say it quite flippantly. And then, But when we do mean something, like when the guy from Lost Prophets got done, he's branded as a sex pest and the other Canadians guy is going, a pest? I went, yeah, I <laughs> went, Oh, sorry, everything he did—they called him a pest. It's a pest is like a tiny thing, like you doing knock and run on a door. That's a pest. A, and went, yeah, they just don't—they just never seem to vilify. We don't—we don't vilify. The word ped, I, pedophile is bad enough. We say pedophile, but it mm. is. I think sex pest is a weird one to use because it—it it doesn't do the job. It doesn't serve the job it's meant to. I I always think that. Uh,
2: it's sort of like we're quite loose by calling people like names and uh like you know like you
0: could be with your mates and go oh you're just a fucking pedo you aren't you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that. i don't know whether that's just
2: a british thing but i do remember hearing there was like a comedian i might have
1: been ricky gervais actually no is, is it is leaning to an american talk show host the fact that we use cunt in both the bad way and in a good way, so you
2: can be like, "Oh, he's a good
1: cunt." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, he, or he's a fucking cunt. <laughs> no, the um, it's in afterlife series one that that pedo line's amazing when the kid the kid just like sees him like waving at a, a child because it is is like his son-in-law or whatever, or his grand his grandson-in-law, I don't know, nephew, and he, the kid just goes pedo. goes, what? He's, <laughs> He goes, pedo! He goes, I'm not a pedo, but if I was, I wouldn't be after you, you fat fucking ginger cunt. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know. I am enjoying that that show they're doing, to be fair. Because there is some stuff that I've always wondered. And I think Chris sounds quite similar to me, in the sense that, like, he's probably looked at, like, high school American shows so often and gone, is it really like that? The whole lockers thing.
0: Yeah, like, no, it was I a good. I remember
2: having lockers at our school, but you couldn't put anything in them.
0: It oh, was I hard
2: For a start, and like no one ever like did anything with them inside. And mm. then there's the whole thing of like, like you know, do people actually like have like those groups of like you've got the jocks and the cheerleaders and the blah blah blah. I, I do find it quite interesting that like if you think about like our school. I just remember the being sort of like a big mix of people. I don't ever remember the being like so defined groups.
1: I don't know in, in high school, but when I went to college, it was quite because I took a I took a gap year. I went to work yeah, yeah. a gap year. I went to work for a year, so I went back to college and I went and I'm in the same year as another one of my mates took a gap year, and his little brother went straight through, so I'm now in the same year as his little brother. But it was quite clicky. The first thing I noticed how clicky it was. But the way it was clicky was that because of the time. It was obviously like, let's see, I would have been 18. So it was 17 going on 18. So it was in like 2004, 2005. And the clicks were literally, you had uh, the rugby players. And then you had like the kind of like the studious ones. And then ah. the, the, the kind of like the, the real like popular clicky people were people who were into like high, really pop punk. It was like, they like only listened to like Fall Out Boy and Mest and all like that. I
2: suppose got, you'll always have groups like that, I suppose, because like, in, in our college it's sort of similar, I guess. You would have like what I would deem a group of alternative people and then you would have like people who obviously didn't listen to sort of like alternative music.
1: Yeah, I, this is what I mean though. You definitely told me about this. There was alternative and non-alternative. I'm telling you now that in my school, that in my college, the the people who didn't listen to alternative did arts like uh, did musicals and plays. So they actually ended up being more like a clique because they did musicals and plays and stuff and performance. Whereas you alter the alternatives the pop-punk contingent of alternatives were the cheerleaders, they were the jocks, because and they knew what was best and they didn't listen again, to... Yeah, I
2: suppose it's just because, like, you don't really get things like cheerleaders over here. Yeah. Like, like that whole, like, uh, high school based around sport is, like, quite interesting. Like, if you think about... Like, you you just mentioned Orbskirt School, uh, and there would be rugby players, but you wouldn't ever go and see a rugby game, would you?
1: No, I think ah, I, did. I think I went once to, to just see what it was like, and I just remember in the first the first scrum where um, two lads' heads just went clang together, no helmets, and they were both down and out. Um, I heard the I could you heard the heads hit together. I felt dead nauseous, and had to go. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> just... I
2: I don't even remember there being a thing of like I like they wouldn't like go. Oh, do you know what our football team are playing at home this week?
1: Oh Everyone no! Yeah, no, no teams ever came to play. It was they were always playing themselves, you know, divided into two. It was never. there was never. Well, no!
2: We are, our school would go and play other schools.
0: Oh, that's weird, man. But like, there was never a purpose of like, you know, oh, it's our home, our home school against, like, you know,
2: like fucking dirty scares. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't ever get like where was. You watch like any American show. It's like, oh, you know, it's like we're, we're playing fucking Bakersville
1: this yeah, every week. It's Everyone's
2: got to go and watch it. Beat Bakersville. The
1: Springfield Isotopes.
2: <laughs> Which, I, do you know what? Though, like, I would have fucking loved that. You know what I'm like with like sports, so, and I love football. So why wasn't I go and watching? It's just bizarre to me that like they've built this community almost like around. Everyone goes and watches the high school teams
1: and stuff. I think like. I, I think one of the big differences, and you've educated me on this, so I, I feel like you should be able to put this together. Is when you went to go see like the football team of your high school or your college, as it were. These guys were playing football for, for the school. And maybe they were taking it seriously, but no one took them seriously. Not even football takes them seriously. So uh, you're not going to expect the best game, and anyone can anyone can be on the team effectively, be they good or shit. They were quite good, but you'd have some shit players because they've enrolled and they can do that. Whereas in America, like you said, it's like it's high school football and college football is taken so seriously to the point where they they're going to be on teams if they carry on they're going to it's like that's where you look to find players so the quality is a lot different you can't just have someone who's okay play they don't play end of I don't
2: think I think in some certain schools the program would be good so you'd expect all the players to be good but a lot of high schools I don't think it would be like that because like if you think about the proportionate amount of people that will actually make the NFL it's so small like like even people who go through a college program and could be on a really good college program don't necessarily transcend to the NFL so but obviously I just feel like there's much more emphasis put on sort of the fact that it's part of their culture to sort of like have the setup of the football team and I, I've watched like some documentaries where realistically, there's only three good players on one of those teams, and they know who their good players are. So their whole like sporting setup, like say it was an American football thing, and they've got like this kick-ass running back who can just fucking nail everyone going through the crowd and always score the touchdown at the end. Then everyone else around them can be shit <laughs> because he's so much better than everyone else. <laughs>
1: No, fair enough. But I, well, I
2: don't know, I just thought it was quite an interesting. So, big, big plug there to uh, Wakey and Fieldmouse.
1: With Ask a Yank.
2: A rather enjoyable
1: podcast. Well, Fieldmouse has been quite creative, so he's done that podcast. He's also done a new album, which. Oh, I did hear. Is this
2: the. Sh- what was it called? Something about a shrimp. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I it's
1: think it's, eyes of a Shrew. Is it called. Like, no, is it called like Mouse Vomit? That's it. <laughs> Through the eyes of a shrew. <laughs> the
2: tiny eyes
1: of a shrew. <laughs> um, Do they even have shrews in America? I don't know, mate. That's that's one for Ask a Yang. Well, this is this is exactly my
2: point, Chris. If you're listening, I want to know whether they've got shrews in America. If I hear it on the next episode. I'm going to be human. <laughs> I asked him.
1: I asked him. I went ask about you know strep throats strep because I always hear about strep. In like American stuff, I was like, Is that actually a thing and why do we not have it? And Chris immediately replied, Are You kidding me? I have strep three to times in my life. I've never, I've only ever seen it. I don't even know. I've just heard it mentioned in American stuff and I've definitely never met it. Chris is the first person I've ever heard to have had it strep throat. To me, that's a, an American disease.
2: Well, it, un, oddly enough, it, it's sort of like Sam Darnold. Obviously, I'm, I'm a Jets fan, for anyone who doesn't know. And Sam Darnold is the Jets quarterback. And last year, in the season, Sam Darnold got mono. Right Now, I was like, well, what the fucking hell is mono? Yeah, what is mono? I've heard of it in American series. And then I'm thinking, well, how can they have it but not us? Our term for mono, apparently, is basically
1: glandular fever. The kissing disease. Encephalitis or
2: something? I was like, "What the fucking hell is that?"
1: So he had mumps.
2: Yeah, basically, yeah.
1: Mumps? <laughs> fucking mono. Like, uh, he missed about four or five games because <laughs>
2: he had mumps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of it. Like, think about that. He's like a twenty-one-year-old lad. So imagine, like, one of our footballers
1: like,
2: <laughs> developing
1: mumps and missing after the season. I, know, I mean, I think they've, they just tell him to, like, go around. You just go on a lads' go, have you had mumps before? Yeah, well, you'll be fine then.
2: <laughs> so bizarre, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. It's a kissing disease. That's why. Yeah, well,
2: that is exactly what it is, because I remember there were loads of jokes about Sam Darnold basically getting, like, a
1: high school girl's disease. <laughs> yeah, no, he's finally kissed a girl. That's what's happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a tough time for
2: Sam Darnold last year as well because he made a comment when he was getting battered like in one of the games that said something like uh, that he was seeing ghosts and that obviously everyone fucking jumped on it and said oh my god what the fuck's going on about and then the next week he came out to play a game against Jacksonville and Jacksonville had a fucking mascot in a ghost costume <laughs> <laughs> playing the Ghostbusters theme music when he ran out <laughs>
1: Genius! Oh, you wouldn't get that over here. No. Oh. You just get
2: you're
1: fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> go, the, from the
2: crowd.
1: You ghost spotting nonce <laughs> Yeah. You fat bastard. You fat
2: bastard.
1: Um, All the way through the game. Another another podcast I've been listening to, which has been quite good. It's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends, and it's right. Donald and Zach from Scrubs are doing. Oh a, yeah.
2: I heard about this. I've not, not listened to any of it, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I
1: did hear that they were doing something. Yeah, so they're just they're just doing a rewatch. So they're watching every episode and then talking about it and, like, remembering stuff and what's quite... I mean, I'm up to episode eight. I've actually started watching Scrubs again because I did the first five without watching it and it was on the fifth one. They were talking about stuff and I was going, ah, I... Think I know what they're on about, but I'd like to know the scene a bit better. So, if you're British, I don't know if you're American, but if you're British, um, you can watch Scrubs on the Channel Four app, the streaming app. Oh, is it on Four? Is it? They're all on there as a box set. They're only again, they're only twenty minutes, half hour long. And I love Scrubs. Like I literally was
2: like religiously watching Scrubs, like when it was first on. And like maybe the later series are, are drifted away slightly. But, oh man, I, I used to think it was fucking so funny. So I think, to be honest, thinking of the way you're doing it, I might go and do that where I watch an episode and then listen to one of them. How long did the podcast last?
1: It's about an hour.
2: Fucking
1: long for one episode. I know, it? but the, what they do is, because what you've got. Like, to be like half an hour or no 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 because it's it's them and then um, they have a guest on so the first the first person isn't a guest. first one doesn't have a guest on and it is about them just talking about their auditions and stuff and how they got the part because they kind of remember and stuff but then when you get the second episode onwards you've got the guy who wrote it is on we've had um, dr. Cox has been on we've had Carla has been on um, they're going through them Uh, We've had uh, Elliot, she's been on, and it's quite funny hearing, like, the one thing I've taken from it is Donald was stoned as a motherfucker, like, (laughs) all the time, and what's quite funny is it's, like, showing, like, Dr. Cox would, like, you know, his monologues that he did, like, apparently he nailed them every time, like, he never fucked them up ever, didn't drop a word, and they, they would, like, go... Um, do you want to do that again? And he would be like, why? Like, well, maybe it's good to have two or three. He goes, no, that was good. You're keeping that. I mean, in comparison to Donald, who would walk on set some days and go, am I in this scene? he have no, <laughs> no idea where he was meant to be or what he was meant <laughs> to do. It's, it is, it's, re- it's really entertaining. And I know, like you're saying, oh, they're an hour long, but you could easily have that, have it on in the background and it's a quick hour, you don't notice it go by because yeah. the, the the very end... And you hear it about, like, you sell one of your favourite shows. Like One thing I'm really freaked out about is they're talking about that they, from Series 3 onwards, even though they had really high ratings, they were not watched as much as you think in America. And the, uh-huh. one, of these, the one of these shows that's getting, like, a cult following now, the scenes have been one of them cult shows where... They, just, they were going, where were all these people when we were, you know, actually... Right when it
2: was
1: on. <laughs> when it was on. And, but in my head, I was like, it was one of the biggest shows I remember over here. Like, I,
2: I remember everyone watching Scrubs, like, certainly, like, I mean, it's been a while now, hasn't it? Like, would that have been, like, sort of around college time?
1: Oh, Scrubs. Um, bloody hell. I, 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 I want to say I was, uh, I was in high school. I was in high school because I remember it would go... It was either Simpsons and Scrubs or Scrubs and Simpsons. Don't know the order, but that's what it did. Scrubs and Simpsons. So I used to go around to the Cohursts. Yeah, one of
2: my exes had box sets, and that's when I first started watching it. It's also the first time I started watching the OC, and I'm pretty sure that would have been Becca. So that's, I'd, I'd be about 21, 22, I think.
1: What? I was watching it. No, we're, no, you're one of the people that are going, where the hell were you? I was watching it when it was on the telly, so I would have been 14, 15. Well,
2: it was still on the telly. It's still going then. But I think I missed sort of the first couple of seasons,
1: yeah? Oh, but that's a that's a good podcast to listen to, definitely. Um I have to go on that. Um... um Let's have a look. We've got, got like, you said make it an hour. We've got, like, ten more minutes. Um, Okay. One thing I want to talk to you about. We'll leave leave Red Dwarf for another day. Maybe like That's good, because I've not watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's, like, for the purpose of us not
2: doing it Wednesday, I was like, oh, I need to watch Red Dwarf. And then I watched Batman and Robin (laughs) And, oh, my God, it's so shit. I completely (laughs) forgot how actually bad it was. Like... Whether I'd just blocked it out or for... for, for, I I haven't watched it probably for a long time, right? And in my head, I was thinking, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Everyone always, like, prop pans it, don't they? And it's always in, like, those lists of, like, worst films ever. But I was like, it can't be that bad. It's a Batman film. It's still got Robin in it, Robin from Batman Forever. I love Batman Forever, so it's probably similar to that. It is just so bad, isn't it? It's awful, mate. Like, even to the point was, like, I started getting irritated, like, while I was watching it. Like, you know, in the way George Clooney would deliver lines. And he's come out, like, he, he completely says, I was shit as Batman. And it's a shit film. So he's being honest with himself about it. But, like, even in bits where, like, he's just so smarmy. It's like, what are you
1: doing? He's just George Clooney. He's not being well, yeah. He's not acting though, that's the thing. It's not he's not even trying to be a character. He's just George Clooney as Batman, which makes him it, it gives you this Adam West feel, but he's not Adam West. The director's even said, um, as director was pushed into saying, Look, did you just make Batman and Robin the way you did, as like an homage to the old Batmans of like the classic 66 Batman? You know, it's a bit campy and comedy. And he honestly he said no. but No, well, it's, I, it's, it's meant I to be, be taken yeah, seriously.
2: I think, because I watched Batman Forever as well, because I, I haven't watched it in, in ages, and I said to myself, I'm going to watch both of these, because like, it was like, it's been that long sort of thing. And Batman Forever, I was absolutely appalled when I saw the rating for it. So it was like, it's like 5.4 on IMDb. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I actually think that film is then very underrated, because I actually really love that one. I think there's so much good in... I love Val Kilmer in it. I think he actually portrays Batman so bossed. Like, he's my favourite Batman. I don't Mm. care whether anyone else thinks I'm a fucking gobshite, but he is the best Batman. The Riddler is one of the best villains there's ever been in, like, the Batman live sort of action films. I, I love it. Chase Meridian... Banging, <laughs> but and I actually think the introduction of Robin in that film is superb. I think it's great, and I, I, I don't care. I, I think you said something about Two Face being shit, but I thought Tommy Lee Jones was all right. I, I actually quite like Two Face in it. I, I just so hate. To go I, from that to Batman and Robin, it's just bizarre. How could you have got it that wrong?
1: Have you seen the guy? So the guy who did it, right? You've got to remember, this guy took over this Batman franchise from the guy who took over from uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton got kicked off. Um, well, apparently, I read into this because I was like, hang on, mate, this is weird. Because Tim Burton did the first two. Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Everyone sort of raves about him, so, you know, he's done a good job. Now, Tim Burton produced Batman Forever.
1: Yeah, But he wasn't directing it. Yeah, it wasn't allowed now, to be inv- as heavily involved because that, they wanted that, to sell that, toys. Tim Burton
2: completely came out of it for Batman and Robin. And I just wonder whether that's where all hells broke loose. Because I think it's someone called Joel Schumacher. Isn't it, it is, it's
1: Joel Schumacher. I,
2: I even read that because of the success of Batman Forever, he just fast-tracked the shit out of it. Didn't give a shit what the script was. The script was being panned before it even got done, and he was like, "Yeah, no, let's just fucking get it out," which is just not the way to do it, is
1: it? Well, clearly.
2: So I, hope I hope he's learned his lesson, the little prick. <laughs> he, he's upset me.
1: <laughs> well, Tim Burton, though, le- when he left to do that, left that sorry altogether. He went to do um, Superman Returns. So he went to do his Superman film, you know, with Nicolas Cage. There's
2: a Superman
1: film with Nicolas Cage? No. I mean, whoa, hold on. Do you not know about this? Tim Burton was working for years on a film um, for at least two years. A Superman film with Nicolas Cage as Superman. It was going to be set in space.
2: I love this film. Why did this
1: not never get me? Well, because of Joel Schumacher. <laughs>
2: oh, he's a godsend. I fucking hate him. So literally up there now with Michael McIntyre and that prick. He does ITV shows all the time. <laughs> Can't remember his Stephen bloody Mulhern. He's up. He's on the list.
1: <laughs> no, he um. So because Batman and Robin bombed so badly and was panned. The studio has all got nervous about superhero films, so pulled the plug on them all, including Superman Returns. Oh man! There's a right. I will send you a link. It's totally worth it. Um, okay. If if the I bought there's a documentary called The Death of Superman Returns, and this guy interviews Tim Burton. Um, I think he got Nicholas Cage. He he interviews loads of people. He's got Um, because it got quite far. We had costumes, we had set pieces, we had, um, you know, where they've got the drawings of the conceptual art and everything. So you get to see what this, he basically does the film using set pieces, the conceptual art and tells it. And then you've got over that, all these people involved in the project saying like how they would have done it, why they thought this. And it could have been one of the most Bizarre films like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was on board to be like a producer, and he had come up with the idea of when Superman dies, Batman appears on screen and tells everyone, like, announces to the world, like, Superman's dead, and like. So, but it was going to be the first crossover. It would have had its first universe back in, like, 1996. It was... Fucking unreal. It's amazing. And then, yeah, it just got... all oh, this happened, but I'll send you the link, because yeah, it's I, I've awesome. bought it to so stream, so you can watch it. If it doesn't work, if you're not allowed to watch my stream, it's worth... I think you only have to pay, like, £5. And But it's, it's it was so interesting to watch, especially it's got two things you oh, like. It's yeah. got Nicolas Cage... And it's got people talking about Batman and Superman. It's it's proper good.
2: <laughs>
1: Sounds. Um, I feel like that. We're, and yeah, we're just coming to an hour. You've got your big papa now, aren't you? So I am.
2: I've got to do baby
1: duties. Yeah. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll save for another day. We'll do. Uh, we'll talk about the Red Dwarf movie when you've watched that, and, we'll, and I'll definitely watch it this time. <laughs> and the uh, Red. We'll talk about that Red Dwarf USA pilot as well.
2: Yeah,
1: oh man, I like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I've got so much to talk to you about that one. Um, don't forget to go to talknerdy.uk, don't forget to add us on at Talknerdy UK on Instagram and Twitter and join me every Tuesday so far where I've been doing Quarantine Trivia, which is just a live stream nerdy quiz. Last week was uh, Star Wars themed because we had May the 4th. This week, it's totally normal, but I am thinking. I've had a few people say, Can you do a Disney themed one? So I'm thinking the next few weeks. <laughs> Are you going to do the Disney themed one
2: and just bash Walt Disney all the way through it like you would Carol
1: Baskin? <laughs> I mean, yeah, my true or false round is going to be hard truths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got that coming up. And yeah, go obviously visit. Uh, listen to chris's comics i did a couple episodes with chris and yeah listen to ask a yank again that's on spotify and uh itunes and they're only half an hour long so they're cool anything you want to say guys anything you want to plug or well if anyone is interested your
2: revision's supposed to be next week and me and you have both performed some stuff for that it's gonna go up somewhere on Facebook and on YouTube I guess, but if you're interested in Eurovision in the slightest or just watching people make a pillock of themselves then watch that next week
1: yeah, I think the best way to do is if you're, if you're interested in watching that, email us, uh, talknowuk@gmail.com. At, at gmail.com, there's about 8 of us performing uh, Eurovision songs that we've made videos for if you want to, we'll add you to the group so you can watch, watch along with us when uh, Gaz releases them all as one Eurovision programme uh, what's that date? What date's that? 16th of May, next Saturday. There we go. All right, well...
0: Venus and sweatpants, that's who you are. And when this mess is over, I'll buy you a car. And we'll drive that car so fast and so far. All your stupid friends will be left behind. But keep your distance, please. Stay away from me. Words of love in times like these. I'm going to be with you 24 hours a day. A lot of people couldn't stand that, but you can. You'll be with me 24 hours a day. What a lucky man. Your hands. Don't touch your face. I saw you. Thirty years together, we're still having fun. Once we were two, now we are one. Squad, get a burger. You know when you're done, you're gone. Memories of the past.